The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Well, welcome back. As you know, this is Craig Gray, and you are on the Peace Walker Podcast. A little bit strange today because, well, you may or may not realize this, but I record these episodes well in advance. Uh, Right now it's in August still, and uh, this is going to come out on September 11th. So, which leads us to the story of why this is a little bit of a weird session. Because I recorded an episode that I said was episode number 12, which that one isn't. So when you listen to that episode, I say 12, but it's really 13. And here's why. This is episode number 12 now. Because when I scheduled that episode originally, I noticed that it was scheduled for September 11th. And I thought, even though it's a good episode, I thought, no, I need to do a special episode for September 11th. So this is that one. So when I say on next week's podcast, when I say this is episode 12, it is not. It is episode 13. Because this, my friends, is episode number 12 on September 11th. Now, I can remember when September 11th happened. I was, at the point in time, I was working in printing. I was a printing sales rep. And I was out doing my thing, making my rounds, talking to my clients. And I came into the shop. And I remember some. there was a bunch of kind of commotion and people were saying that, well, there was a plane that had hit the one of the, the twin towers at the World Trade Center in New York City. And um, there was a lot of confusion. And I remember watching the recording on a tiny little TV that one of the pressmen had next to his printing presses back in the shop. And uh, at that point in time, they were still trying to figure out what was going on. They thought that it might have been a, a small private plane that hit the, the tower. They were, they, wasn't, they were not sure. So I was keeping an eye on it, but I had things to do. So I went off and uh, was downtown Grand Rapids, Michigan here to my clients. And then I remember I was listening to the radio and kind of keeping an eye on things. And every at that point, every client that I'd go to, they had this event playing on their TVs and radios and so forth. And you have to remember, this is what, 2001. So it was going on 20 years ago. So I was a much younger Craig Gray then, and smartphones weren't a thing yet and so forth. Matter of fact, I had just barely gotten my cell phone, actually. I've only, I only, I got my first cell phone, I think in either 99 or 2000, I think it was 2000. But um, 
so I was doing my rounds and and then I remember when there when the second tower got hit, I was watching uh TV and I remember that they realized at that point in time it was a terrorist attack. And then it was like the world came to a screeching halt all around us and we were everyone including myself was just in absolute shock. I remember um, most people ended up taking the rest of the day off. I remember I was down in Sanchez. I don't know why I have a memory down in Sanchez, but I had people calling me because at that point in time too, I was still traveling a lot. I, I traveled a lot back in, in those days doing what I do now, right? I Even though I worked in corporate America, I um, didn't earn a living doing security um, training and so forth, but I still did a lot of it. I would fly around teaching and doing uh, trainings and so forth, and I was always traveling. So uh, even back then, I was traveling a lot, and uh, I would get people who were calling me, asking me where I was, making sure I wasn't out flying and so forth. Um, But I wasn't. I was home. But I just remember how the world changed for Americans at that point in time. It's like we entered the the war of terrorism and and the world of terrorism, right? Not to say that we hadn't had terrorism previous to that, but this seemed to change the game quite considerably for us and our perspective. And I also remember that we came together. We came together as a nation. There were no talks of division of religion, division of politics, division of of ethnicity, color, anything. We were in it together and trying to figure things out. And that part, I think, was really positive. And then uh, a few years later, when I was doing a lot more work in the East Coast, and at this point in time, I had been able to quit my daytime job so I could pursue my life's passion of what I do now. That is um, teaching and training people to be better protectors on a full-time basis rather than just in my not-so-spare time. Um, So now, fast forward to like 2009, 2010, so 10 years-ish after 9-11, and I worked on and with colleagues with uh, Jack Hoban's Resolution Resolution Group International, where we had several of our instructors were actually at Ground Zero. Um, Artie Mark, who was a NYPD police officer at the time, he was taping off one of the towers when it collapsed. Uh, He's got incredible stories of that time period and then so he was helping out during the entire process and entire um, tragedy and afterwards he did um, guard duty afterwards on the on the wreckage of the twin towers and also you know looking for people who may still have been buried and digging out people's bodies and so forth so he has some incredible stories that you would only get like watching a documentary Uh, another james shanahan was also nypd he was down there um 
at that point in time. Uh, Mark Guest, who worked in construction down on the on the site, and uh, many many others, uh, firemen and police officers and first responders and so forth that I've crossed paths with over the years that have were directly impacted by that event and have lost friends due to um, the tragedy that occurred then as well as afterwards losing people that uh, they know and people that I know to um, you know cancer because of all the asbestos and lead and everything that they came in contact with um, down on ground zero but um, I don't know what your experience is of 9-11. You may or may not have been there. You may or may not even remember it. You may or may not even have been born, depending on who's listening uh, at this point in time. But uh, my guess is if you were around then, it made a, you can probably remember exactly where you were when you heard that it happened. It's kind of like time stood still for that period. And it changed us as a nation forever, I think. I also went down years later, it was a few years ago now, probably five years ago now, I went to the the museum down there in that's at the site of the disaster. Um, it was a very, I went there with a friend of mine, a guy who used to train with me, uh, Al. He and I went down and we uh, went to the museum and the memorial. I guess it's a memorial more than a museum. Really, it's a memorial. So my apologies on, on that. But uh, the memorial is is an awesome spectacle of not just history, but people's lives of who lived and died died then. It was so close to us. Um, but if you haven't gotten a chance to go, I highly recommend that you go and visit it. It's very uh, it's very powerful uh, that memorial site and. Um, I don't know, all this talk of the 9-11 experience and the anniversary of that experience reminds me of why I do what I do and even more so why I've always lived this life of being a protector of how it was important when I first was exposed to it as a child, as a kid, and growing into it as a man and understanding what having the ability to protect yourself and protect other people and what the ethic of that protection of life is all about and having and developing the skills to be able to do that. And that is why I see it as a lifestyle. So that's why I teach it as a lifestyle. I live it as a lifestyle. And I think it's very important to embrace as a lifestyle of being a protector because at the end of the day and beneath all of our other identities, our deepest identity is that of being a protector. So so the tip, trick, and tactic and homework of the day is just, just give a moment of silence for those who were impacted by that tragedy and who lost their lives and all the family members and the first responders and, and everyone who was involved in that. And also, take a second just to connect with that idea of being a protector and what it's really about. And that you're part of that bigger picture as well. We're all in this together. And I'll leave you on this note. 
the Warrior Creed from Dr. Robert Humphrey. And you heard me talk about Jack Hoban. Well, Jack's one of my friends and colleagues and mentors and teachers of mine. And Dr. Robert Humphrey was Jack's mentor. And Dr. Humphrey was a Marine on Iwo Jima back in World War II. He was a rifle platoon commander. And uh, I'll probably tell you of Robert's story later or I'll, maybe I'll repost one of Jack's interviews so he can tell you about it. But um, he had a warrior creed, Dr. Humphrey did, and it goes something like this. Wherever you go, everyone's a little bit safer because you're there. Wherever you are, anyone in need has a friend. And whenever you go home, everyone's glad that you're there. Dr. Humphrey thought it was a better life of being a protector, and I absolutely agree. So thanks for being part of the journey, and... Go out there and make sure you're protecting the right things. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care. One last thing before I go. If you'd like to follow me on my journey of being a peace walker, living a protector's lifestyle, and basically how I've learned over the years to protect myself and have other people's backs and live a safer, more powerful, confident life, then go to peacewalkersubscribe.com and register for my almost daily email. And in doing that, you're also going to get a free Street Smart Survival Guide. And that is a guidebook that I wrote. It's 37 pages long, and it will give you the most common street scenarios, types of attacks and threats that you find out, hopefully not, but <laughs> that you could run across out in everyday life in the street and a simple defense to them. So it's a good way of starting this journey of being a protector and a peace walker and living the lifestyle, living the lifestyle of a protector. So there you have it, peacewalkersubscribe.com. And you can join me in my journey or I'll shoot an email right to your inbox a few times a week, giving you tips, tricks, and tactics, and fun little stories, fun little adventures. <laughs> All right, gang, thanks so much. We'll see you next time and keep going. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're gonna answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.